I'm Cookie Miller and this is Worth the Wait. Join me every week as I explore profound weight loss solutions beyond just diet and exercise because a lifestyle change starts with changing your mind. What's up guys? Welcome back to Worth the Wait. I am your host Cookie Miller and I'm so excited today to talk to you about cheat days. Are cheat days good or bad? Should you have them? When should you have them? We're going to talk about all of that. Now I will say this will probably be a pretty short episode because next week I have something so incredible in store for you guys with a special guest. It is going to round out season two of the Worth the Wait podcast. So we're going to finish everything out with a bang. And then, of course, in the meantime and in between time while we're on break, you can go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. Once we get to the end of season two, we will be at 40 episodes just in this season. So we have a total of 80 episodes, which I cannot believe for you guys to go back and go through and really search for the different topics that you're looking for until we come back. So let's go ahead and get into this episode about cheese days. Now I'm going to give you guys the answer right away because I don't want you to just be sitting here like trying to figure it out. First, I want to say that the answer really depends. The answer to many of the questions that are asked about weight loss and fitness or muscle building or body recomposition or any of those things are always going to be so layered and always will depend on the individual. But here's my take on it. I think that cheat days are better for those who are in a maintenance phase Um, because cheat days you tend to you know re-eat a lot of the calories that you were cutting back on throughout the week and it puts you basically in this cycle where you maintain your weight anyway so I think that works well for someone who's already at their goal I think that people who are still on their journey should try to incorporate Um, little you know bits and pieces of the things that they enjoy throughout the week and make that fit into either their intuitive eating schedule or their caloric intake or however it is that you are tracking your food okay but now that I've said that part I'm going to break it down so that you understand why this is the thought process that at least I have as a coach and as someone who has lost weight on this particular topic. So usually when we're thinking about cheat days, we're thinking about something that happens on the weekend. So I have an example here and this is where the math comes in. So for this purpose, I am looking at someone who has a caloric allowance of 14,000 calories for the week and that would look like 2,000 calories per day. And let's say that for this person to eat this many calories, I mean, we can look at it from a couple of perspectives. One would be, let's say this person is losing weight at the 2000 calories, or the person could just be maintaining their their weight. Either way, this example is gonna work out. So in this example, Monday, you eat the 2000 calories. Tuesday, same thing. Wednesday, same thing. Thursday, same thing. And then here comes Friday, right? (laughs) Friday, you're gonna not be at work it's time for what maybe a happy hour now let's say in that happy hour you decide you're going to have a couple of drinks now for this I try to use places that are really accessible and that are you know common places at least in the U.S. that you would expect to you know see drinks and things like this so I used Applebee's I used their frozen margarita and it was 400 calories or almost 400 calories just for one so let's say you had two 
um, two drinks on that day. So maybe you did well with food. You chose a good food option at Applebee's, but you chose a not so great alcoholic beverage at Applebee's, right? So instead of you hitting your 2000 calories like you did the whole week, on Friday you end up at 2800 calories because you've now eaten over with the addition of the drinks. Now Saturday, let's say, you know, you wake up and you're like, "Oh, I want to have something different for breakfast." You know, it's a maybe you go to brunch, whatever it is. In this example, I used IHOP, but this can really go across a lot of the breakfast and brunch types of food that you tend to have. I chose just something that was like a, a main dish that they have that maybe had some eggs, some pancakes, you know, all that kind of stuff. 1500 calories, 1500 calories for one plate. So let's say you have that and then at lunch you're like, uh, I still don't feel like cooking or doing anything. I'm just going to have Chipotle and you have a bowl at Chipotle. You do not hold back on the guac. <laughs> you're like, charge me the extra money. I want the guac, right? You end up at 1,115 calories for that meal. And then let's say you go for something like pizza and with that pizza, you end up having 2,040 calories just from having the extra pizza. So that means instead of having your 2,000 calories for that Saturday, you actually end up having 4,665 calories, which, which puts you like 2,600 calories over where you should have been. Okay, and then let's say Sunday, right? Like many of us, Sunday, you're like, oh, let me get back into it. I really messed up this weekend, right? So you start kind of trying to correct and let's say you go back to the 2000, right? If we look at how much you went over, you were supposed to have had 14,000 calories for the week, but instead you ended up with 17,465 calories for the week, which puts you 3,500 calories over your goal for the week. I hope you're still following me here. All right. And if you're someone who has been trying to lose weight for a long time or who has ever studied weight loss, then you know that about 3,500 calories equates roughly, depending, right? I have to put all of that in there, um, to about one, a one pound weight gain, right? So now you are eating 3,500 calories for the week over where you should have been, and that's where you gain the pound. Well, let's say you gain that pound and then you spend your whole Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? Doing all the things and you lose that pound again. And then Friday you start over and you go through the same cycle. What happens, right? You start to say, oh, this is why I don't like this weight loss thing. Like I've been doing what I'm supposed to do and it's not working and right. But is it really not working or are you allowing these seemingly little things that only affect two days to like really take over your entire weight loss goal? It seems like it's not a big deal because the other five days of the week you're doing great, but it depends on how much you go over your calories or your intuitive eating or however you track your food, how much you go over that is going to depend, is going to matter and is going to factor into whether or not you are seeing weight loss. Does that make sense? I hope it does. <laughs> 
So in hindsight, hopefully you can now see why I said at the beginning of this episode that I would recommend having these types of so-called cheats to someone who is in the maintenance phase. I would not recommend this for someone who is in a weight loss phase, but again, that also depends. It just depends on the person. But if you found yourself constantly in this cycle and you see that it's not serving you, it's not working for you, it may be more beneficial for you to try something different, which I think would be having little bits and pieces of the things that you like throughout the week. It helps you so that you don't have this thing where you're like dreading your week and looking forward to your weekend. We already have that issue, right? When it comes to work. So you don't want to also have that issue with your food. It's like your life is incorporates those five days, like those, those five days during the week are a big chunk of your life, right? So whether it's waiting for the weekend in terms of work or waiting for the weekend in terms of food, you don't want to do either. You want to live your life through the week. That means maybe go out and do some things during the week that'll kind of break up the monotony. And then also you want to be able to indulge and have those things that you want during the week as well. You just have to work it into your calories or your macros or your intuitive eating and it can actually work. It can actually work. And trust me, next week's episode, you definitely want to be tuned in because I have a special guest who is going to tell you from her standpoint how it worked for her. So that is all I have for you guys this week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Worth the Wait. Remember, if this episode or any of our now almost 80 episodes have helped you, please consider leaving us a five-star review. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Listen, guys, I'm popping back in because just as I finished recording that part, I was like 80 episodes. And I realized that in this episode, I said 80 twice. I don't know what I'm thinking. The first season was 20 episodes. This current season was 20 episodes. So I meant to say 40 episodes. Um, So this will be fun for my lovely engineer to edit. But yes, I just want to make sure that I'm clear on that in case you guys are like, where are the other 40 episodes that she's talking about? So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye.